It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 3-0 Take, where we talk all things Major League Baseball. Here's Kyle Corwin and Nate Reyes. It all starts right now. Ooh, welcome back to the 3-0 Take, presented by SeatGeek. This is episode 382. I'll be your host, Kyle Corwin, and I'm here with my co-host, Nate Reyes. Nate! Mm. Mm -mm -mm. uppercuts from nate on youtube check it out and and some solid dance moves and some dance moves yeah Yeah, nate's intros for those who don't watch youtube which why are you not watching youtube rude if you're not rude subscribe please i would like for you to purchase one of those things that goes in your car where you can like you get the little magnet in the back of your phone case Pop that bad boy up, throw on YouTube, risk a ticket, risk hitting someone so you can see my intro. We may need to put some like sort of legal disclaimer on on here for for the advice that you just shared, but this is official we are not legal recommending, advice. No, legally I'm we a are lawyer. not recommending No, you're not Nate is not a lawyer actually. I am in season 2 of suits. No. I know what i'm talking about nate is not a lawyer and he is not recommending that you watch our youtube while operating a motorized vehicle however if you have an opportunity do it please i we don't ask much of you just hit the subscribe button in fact you don't even have to watch the videos you don't have to i mean it'd be great if you did you don't have to like engage with us on youtube but just hit the subscribe button it helps us out greatly um with that said buy yourself what do you got today for us on this i'm buying and it's a layup it's an easy layup no pun intended i'm buying aaron judge being on the jordan team three jacks yesterday just got an update literally this second right now hit a fourth this morning four and five at bats the jordan brand expects excellence i know you're not saying this after that that photo that you saw from his photo shoot correct i know you're not saying that right what are you talking about you know what i'm talking about you know the photo that i'm referring to this photo i'll pull it up for you in the sleeveless you that one you'll see it I think you're just jealous, my friend. No, 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 no. 
You wish you were built like that? No. I wish not, I was built like has that. has nothing to do with this build. Trust me. This photo. What are we what are we doing? Who approved uh, this photo? Yeah, that's who a, approved this, dude. That's an oversight by the Jordan team for sure. They re no, I don't think it's an oversight. I think they just wanted to remind anybody that comes into the family, just remember the king that you're dealing with here. We'll welcome you in with open arms, but we're gonna make sure you're reminded of uh the the royalty that you're surrounding yourself with. Whoever thought this was a good idea? Not a good idea. Embarrassing. And if you don't know what we're talking about, you can find it on our Facebook page. But it's a they recreated Jordan's uh six ring photo where he's he's got like his hand up, he's holding his head up, and you can see all the rings on his hand. And then you got Judge doing the same pose with a ring on his ring finger, and it's the Jordan logo. Come on. Yeah, I, mean, I don't I think love it. it. I don't I think love that. I love every other part of it. The, the, the drip. There's crazy drip now between the cleats, the gloves, the armband. No, he's following right in uh, Jeter's footsteps, correct? Yeah. Um, Jeter was one of the first ones. He was the first one to wear baseball stuff. That was Jordan. Um, but like CC is a part of that team. Um, Pretty sure Adam Jones was like there was a bunch of guys doing it, but uh, yeah, it's obviously working. Single handedly ended the streak, got that dub. Wouldn't we'll let into, it get to ten. We'll get into that. We'll get it. And what then is it with starts you, the off last, this morning with another one. The last couple episodes, you just been spoiling our topics with your buy sell. So yeah, no one I'm, knew that the streak ended. You're right. I'm gonna make an objective decision to bring your buy sell to a screeching halt. Uh, so that if, so as not to spoil anything else. If they lost a tenth one, you would have immediately said, "I need to start this," and you would have bought it, and it would have been the first part of this. So everyone here knows that the streak ended, and Judge did it on his own. That's great. We're gonna talk about that a little later. Uh, my buy sell. I'm buying the idea, and we've talked about it before, but it it resurfaced with the uh, with Justin Verlander. And Alex Cora, I'm buying the concept of a hot mic streaming service. A hundred percent. As I as I get older and I have like a little bit more money, understanding like what I would spend money on, spend like getting on. A, yeah. getting a better uh, getting a better idea of that, yeah. I would absolutely spend money on a streaming service for a hot, MLB hot mic. Yeah. We don't need like a we don't need like a brand new truck, you know. Just give us a streaming service, ten bucks a month. Yes, I'm watching Hard Knocks right now, which is obviously like HBO's version of NFL stuff, and the raw behind the scenes hot mic stuff. Chef's kiss. It's money. Like I don't, I don't understand why this isn't a thing already. Stupid. I would give it to do a, it. once a week. Like imagine that. Once a week. Yeah, I mean, Major League Baseball loves... They, they've recently fallen in love with this idea of, like, special special event games. Like, the Friday night Apple TV game. The Sunday morning mm -hmm. Peacock game. 
give us one game a week. Make it the most boring. Like, what's the most boring day of the week for baseball? Monday, give us the hot mic game on Monday. Right. Get people's yes. weeks. I mean, what are we talking yes. about? That's a million-dollar idea. Get us started off on the yes. right foot on a Monday with a hot mic game because you know everything that's coming out of the mouths of these players are pretty much how people are feeling sitting at their cubicle at their office. Yep. Dropping F-bombs left and right. So... I'm all in. Give me the hot mic streaming service. That's what I'm buying today. Uh, we do have a voicemail before we get into fired the, up the unfortunate Shohei slash Mike Trout news. So let's run through the voicemail here real quick. Hey guys, John John here. I uh, I first off, I wanted to to welcome Nate uh, to the tribe of Cubby Blue. Uh, the lifelong Cubs fans, welcome to the tribe. Already accepted. Um, I wanted to get you guys' uh, thoughts on something. I've been looking at the standings lately, and I, I'm not really feeling inspired by, by the Rangers nor the Astros. Um, I feel like the Astros have only kept pace with the Rangers because the Rangers have been so bad, it seems, since the All-Star break, and the Mariners have caught up and made up so much ground. Um, but two things. Um, one, what are your thoughts on the Mariners' chances of actually taking the West and becoming the two seed in the, in the AL? And then out of the Rangers and the Astros, um, if, if one of them wasn't to make the playoffs, um, which one would you think it, it, it wouldn't be? Um, I'm looking at the Blue Jays. I think the Blue Jays deserve a shot in there and I Kyle will call me crazy, but uh I think the Red Sox because of the Astros and the Rangers and just their 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 seeming incompetence lately, it seems like the Red Sox might actually stand a chance to slide into that last wild card. Um but want to give that up to you guys. Um talk to you soon. All right. Call me crazy. I know last episode I facetiously said that I've never wavered on the Red Sox. I'm all in after the sweep of the Yankees. But as you might expect, I'm I'm kind of back to where I was. I'm just the the more I watch this team, I would rather see I would rather see a team like the Mariners or the Astros, I mean, I, I don't like the Astros, but I would rather see a team like that back their way in mm. than the Red Sox just get in by default because I think the quality of postseason baseball that you're going to get from either two of those teams is far. Even the Blue Jays, as much as we've talked about the Blue Jays, I would rather see any of those teams in at this point because I – I just think the quality of postseason baseball is going to be that much better. And as a baseball fan, yes, a Red Sox Props fan, but as, to a, you. as a baseball fan, I want yeah. to see, especially after some some certain moments that we've seen throughout the postseason last couple of years, like, you know, the Phillies last year, it, I just want to see good baseball yeah. to round out the season. Like, that's all I yeah. want. And the Red Sox, they're, 
they'll they'll get you they'll hook you one series and then the next series you're like i never want to watch this team play baseball again and it's the most frustrating thing and i'm sure if you've listened to this podcast you've listened to me specifically you you've picked up on my back and forth mindset on this team it's entirely too frustrating but i like the teams that are that are in there right now. The Mariners playing fantastic. The Astros, yes, have been sliding a little bit, treading water, I guess you could say. And then the Rays surprisingly have been, I think I saw that they're what the what, heck, man? Seven and two, something like that without Wander Franco. So seven and three in their last ten. Seven and three in their last ten. So they're they're uh they seem to have righted the ship. So all that to say, yeah. I of the American League West, though, because I believe that's what the question was originally about. Yeah, I don't know, man. I feel like the buzz surrounding the the Rangers has has fizzled, dropped off a cliff. To yeah, put it, that's what they get for trying to bluntly. take the roll call. Okay, well, I mean, as it stands right now, as of as of Thursday, still hold the division. They're up there with the Guardian or the uh, the Twins and the Orioles, but I don't know, man. It might be recency bias, but I I could see a world. I can envision a world where the Mariners take the West, unless the Astros figure it out in the month of September. Which I don't know what they're. You know, I'm actually. It's what they do. Did you, did you just hear they that do. come I out know, of your mouth? I know. I know. I it's know, wild. I know. You you preach that I'll, props to you you that's one of your main your main talking points when it comes to the Astros is doesn't matter they what just, happens during the middle they know they, how to clutch they, up yeah they lock it in once it once a calendar flips to September yeah who I mean look we started the year I think everyone did talking about two of the three wild card or two of the uh, what am I trying to say holy crap where are in we going to get three teams from the AL East that's yeah. what we thought. It switched. Now we're talking about getting three teams from the West. Um, but I agree with you. I, I think I'm rooting for, because obviously the Yankees are out, so I'm just rooting for good ball in the postseason. And Ooh. I, I think you know that the Red Sox like aren't equipped to do what, like we grabbed teams of examples like the Phillies last year. Like they're not equipped this, the same way. No. So I don't think they make that run. Like I'd rather see teams that can make a run. The Blue Jays but are hold on, hold equipped on. But on that, that way. But but to that point, and this is the crap I say every year, and for their sake, it kind of it kind of worries me because I'm like, this is exactly what the front office wants in Boston. Is I don't know if you've seen, but they've adopted. Uh, Heim Bloom referred to this team as underdogs in a in a in an interview recently, like following the deadline. And this team, I don't know if you've seen any of it anywhere, but they're now wearing underdog shirts. And so they're adopting this whole, like, screw you mentality. I don't know who it's addressed to. I don't know if it's addressed to Heim or if it's just kind of like their rallying cry. But this is the kind of crap that I've, I, I talk like about it. every year where teams will, teams you don't see getting in, adopt something like this, and then they somehow get in, and then you see how it goes from there. I don't like that. But going back to the the Astros scenario, or their outlook, I should say, 
according to Tankathon, they have the 28th toughest remaining schedule. They have three against Whoa. the A's, six against the Royals, three against the Tigers, three against the Padres, and three against the Yankees. And that's just highlighting their easier. That's opponents. the Astros? Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like a breeze. Sounds like a breeze. And you got guys that have done it before. Been there, done that. Know what the end game is. You start smelling that. You know what I mean? All those guys have rings. They're like, mmm, I can smell it. It's getting close. On the other hand, the Mariners have the 24th toughest remaining schedule. Six against the A's. I think they're both in. What about the Blue Jays? Where are they sitting? Three against the Royals, three against the Mets, three against the Angels. Uh, The who? The Blue Jays? Yeah. And then the Rangers, two of those. Uh, Rangers are middle of pack. They are 15th. And Mm. then the Blue Jays, 25th. So you got the Mariners Mm. at 24, Blue Jays at 25. So... I'm not sell. I'm not selling out on the Rangers just yet. I'm not I'm selling saying, the Rangers. Not, I'm not at selling all. The Rangers, but yeah. they've got a little bit more of an uphill climb, considering one that they've they've slid a little bit, and two strength of schedule. Yeah, yeah. Uh. Also, last thing. Love being a Cubby fan. Feels yeah, good. I love how Nate gets the. <laughs> essentially the auto invite to to the cubby faithful and i'm over here still waiting on a single phillies fan to welcome me into the fan base i don't know i don't know what it is about phillies fans like why wouldn't you they're protective i think i think people in chicago are just like hey if there's been anybody let's, let's that has come to the support of their star mvp i give you credit harper it's me. So uh-huh. let's not let's not pull the protective card because yeah, I've been at that guy's defense when people wanted to just rag. I think on the they guy. love their own and they hate everyone else. They feel like they're on an island, Philly Island. I'm not claiming to be one of theirs. It's an honorary situation mm-hmm. we're talking about here. I just need one Phillies fan, just one, just one. Uh, let's talk about another MVP. What everybody's talking about right now, just taking over the baseball world, the news of Shohei Otani being diagnosed with a UCL tear. Before we get into this, though, I had this idea before we hopped on. I wanted, just as like a little flashback, I wanted to take take you guys back to March when we were out at we were out in Phoenix for the World Baseball Classic. And we were able to stop in for a spring training game uh, in, what is it, Tempe Diablo? Tempe Diablo. For an Angel spring training game. And we walked out of there, like, talking about the the Angels as you would expect us. Circa 2021-22. And you'll hear that as we talk about it. I'll play this brief clip. But if you've if you've paid attention to how we felt about the Angels this year, I think that little visit maybe planted a seed where we're like, okay, because you go back to the hot takes episode, we were in a little bit. I at least I was. I was in a little bit on the Angels. And I said, you know what? We've we've ragged on this team for far too long. 
we've seen it was also the most jam-packed spring training game i've ever been to in that my life wild and so then we we do like that freaking concert you see how the world baseball classic plays out shohei trout you're like okay this this year has a has a special lining feel, up. magical feeling to to it but I want to all that say I want to play this as like a little flashback just to get give you an idea how we felt coming out of that spring training game. Tempe Diablo Stadium, home of one of the most fraudulent teams in Major League Baseball, the L.A. Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, City of Angels, City of Angels, California Angels of L.A. I believe is what they go by. Saw Joe Adele strike out multiple times, so that's par for the course. Yeah. Saw perennial comeback player of the year candidate Anthony Rendon. I think it's just always going to be perennial. in that category. Here's the thing about the LA, Los Angeles Angels, and California Anaheim. They are a good team. They've got a good, on paper, they've got a good mix of guys, but it's just never enough. It'll just never cut it. It'll never be what it needs to be. But Otani is just going to walk out of here, no problem. No regrets for Otani. So that's, we knew. We that's, knew. We just knew, man. I think we were holding out hope that this year would be different, but I think deep down, and I'm not trying to rewrite our history here, but uh, I'd be lying if I said I was surprised because at the end yeah. of the day, after after waking up to the news this morning, about Shohei's UCL, my mind immediately went to this team's cursed. And that was before I saw that Mike Trout was placed back on the IL. He was off the IL for a day. Yeah. One day. Yeah. If you're Shohei Otani, this year was shaping up to be quite a magical season. The the World Baseball Classic. Coming off an MVP. Coming off an MVP. You had optimism about the playoffs. No, wait. He didn't win MVP. What are we talking about? About to win an MVP. Coming off about MVP to win two MVP. years ago. Yeah. Second you op- MVP. You had optimism about the playoffs. MVP of the World Baseball Classic, right? Yeah. Uh, no. Maybe not. I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. What? I think he did. I don't know. All right. Just rambling. Let's, yeah, let's rewind here. Let's, let's reset. Let's, rewind. let's, let's reset. Let's, Shohei Otani. Let's just pretend like that segment didn't happen. You were on pace for a dream year. You had the World Baseball Classic. Home it, runs. Ends, it ends with the World Baseball Classic ends with arguably one of the greatest at bats we've ever witnessed in our lifetime. In it ends in your favor. As I was saying, you had optimism about the postseason. You were on track for the most insane contract we've ever seen in baseball. And after Wednesday night, that dream kind of goes up in smoke. Hmm. Hmm. Because we were looking at possibly... 500 million. Yeah. And now we can dock how much off of that. 
how many teams back out? I don't I don't think teams back out. I think teams look at Shohei and his camp and go, we, we still want bag. you, but we're yeah. not paying we're not paying for and I say half the player, half of Shohei Otani is still a full player anywhere else. Yeah. But you're not you're not getting the Shohei that we've talked about for the last however many months, however many years. You're not getting that Shohei. And it's it's very possible that like this is the beginning of the end for Shohei as a guy, as a dude on the mound. He may come back as a as a long relief guy. He may come back as a closer, but I just don't think we can keep racking up innings with this guy as a starter. I just don't. You say racking up innings, and that got my mind tickled a little bit. So I looked into this career that we've seen so far. 2018. Made 10 starts for 51 and two-thirds innings. 2020. He didn't pitch all of 19. 2020, two starts. 2021, 23 starts. Getting a little better. 130 innings. Last year, 2022, 28 starts. 166 innings. And then this year, we'll finish with 23 starts again at 132 innings. I get the dominance of... Wiley's on the mound, it's special. And chucking a hundred, special, putting up good numbers. But I don't think you can pay him before this injury. I don't think you can pay him top of the line starter ace money. If you're not getting at least I need 175 innings out of my ace every year without fail. I'm sorry. Like, I get what you're doing. I get you're a unicorn. I get you're, you're insane and in that you're the best athlete playing baseball right now. Fine. That's dope. We can agree there. But everyone's talking about, like, the contract being a $200 million contract on the pitcher side and then 300 with the hitter side. Why? You need to have a six man rotation. You have to, because that's the way he operates. So that, that bag drops significantly for me. I would immediately take $100 million off of whatever offer I had drawn up. As soon as this this news came out this morning, I'm taking 100 mil off. It's, it's hard to handle this. As great as it is, and as amazing as it is to see, this is hard to handle. On the other side of things, it sucks because like this isn't the first Japanese pitcher we've seen go through this stuff. There's a difference. There's something different 
We've talked about like the differences in baseballs and stuff. Yeah, maybe it's a little bit of an adjustment period finding your new grip or finding, you know, your new release point. But we're seeing this over and over again. And I know injuries, you know, the UCL injury and TJ, it's all over baseball. But it's almost like a guarantee when a Japanese pitcher comes over here, they're going to get hurt. I don't know, man. The grade of the tear is unknown. Uh, what we do know is Shohei Otani will not pitch again this season. Um, and the Should he play again? Speculation is that he may need TJ. I think it's likely. My my personal opinion, I think that's where it's where it's going to head. Um, but yeah, you mentioned that. You mentioned that he shouldn't play again. The whole the last twenty four hours have been really bizarre with that situation. Because you got to look at the whole picture. Okay, so Mike Trout is on the IL. Mike Trout comes back. He's off the IL for a day. Tuesday. Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Goes one for four. Does not play in the doubleheader because there was still some discomfort there. Shohei, meanwhile, in the first game when he's on the mound, that's when he's removed from the game. We find out, obviously, later that night that it was a UCL tear. He knew about this. They talked about it in between games with with uh, the front office. They talked about this with, with management front office. He said he wanted to go out for the second game and hit, which he did. And then you get the you get the clip of him and De La Cruz out at second, kind of mess around with each other. Meanwhile, he knows about the injury. Yeah. He's standing yeah. there knowing that, like, I'm not going to throw again. Yeah, because game one, he went one and a third on the mound. And then he gets and then a I- knock. I think I saw that the initial report came back that it was arm fatigue, and then they got yeah. they got some some. Well, like he got pitch done. hit for. He didn't finish the game in the lineup. No, but he did. Did he not have another AB before? I think he did. Well, hold on. Let me go back. I lost it. I think. No. I mean, either way, he hit. He hit in the second game. Uh, had one at bat, one for one. So, Two my games. question, uh, I'm not as surprised with the Shohei thing of him being like, no, look, I got a tear with the UCL, but I still want to come back and hit. That clearly just seems to be the kind of guy he is because we talked about it. We we've already on this episode. We've we've mentioned the World Baseball Classic. This is a guy that knew. In March, he's, I mean, he had known before that, but he goes out there in the World Baseball Classic in March knowing that he has a $500-plus check mm. sitting on the table waiting for him. But he's going to go out there and give you everything he has in World Baseball Classic, which he did. That just seems to be the kind of the, the kind of player he is. I don't know if it, if you credit that to the way they bring up their their players even from like an early level like there there's certainly a level of respect for the game 
yeah. uh, that just seems to be inherent there. So I'm not as surprised by the fact that Shohei wanted to come back a second game. I'm more surprised at, well, maybe not. I, maybe I shouldn't use surprise because we, we've seen how the Angels handle star players before. Why then all of a sudden, because you can't tell me they're not related. Why, when we find out about Shohei, essentially done for the year on the mound, do then we we hear, oh yeah, Mike Trout's back on the IL. Why was why was Mike Trout brought back? Yeah, off of the IL to then just be put right back on because you knew. Deep down, you knew this season was a lost cause. You're not, you're not doing anything. And and spare me the whole business about like, well, we needed to get back. It's getting late in the late in the season. We need to do what we can to try to pull out a postseason spot. You're not making the postseason. So why do you pull Mike Trout off the IL? And even if that's him saying, I, I'm ready, I think I'm ready, I need to come back. You need to recognize that if he's not with the history that he has, if he's not ready to go. Don't bring him back. And it just makes you look even more foolish when then you lose your other star on the mound, essentially nullifying your season to then go, yeah, maybe we should put him back on the aisle. That's reckless. That's reckless. I don't care who you are. I don't care what team you are. That's reckless. Especially in a season where you had no hope down the stretch. It's also crazy that that trout is like the the secondary part of this story like he's the the afterthought you know what i mean that's wild that's wild um i did a little something fun i prepared today you saw me writing down some notes using my calculator over here i prepared so i got a little something fun i said probably a month ago we put a post out on it that i was comparing Mike Trout's career to Ken Griffey Jr.'s career. And it wasn't necessarily like the numbers are the same. It was more of like we're witnessing one of the greatest talents ever being struck down by injuries. And he won't be remembered as the GOAT because of those injuries. That was my argument. No one on Twitter or Instagram really listened to that full quote. They just popped off in the comment section so i did a little digging ran over to my uh baseball reference let me get my notes here get this so trout is 31 in his 13th season junior also was 31 in his 13th season trout has played four 1489 games griffey 1,791. Trout has 368 home runs to Griffey's 460. Trout has 1,624 hits to Griffey's 1,987 hits. Trout's 1,106 runs to Griffey's 1,220 runs. Trout's 206 stolen bases to Griffey's 175 stolen bases. Here's the thing. You look at that, and and I know like we can talk about the 2020 COVID year kind of messing some of this up a little bit. Are you talking about 
a 300 game difference, 302 game difference between Griffey at the age of 31 and Trout at the age of 31. Trout is experiencing these injuries earlier than what Griffey did. Griffey started feeling that stuff. Yeah, he had that that broken wrist uh, catch against the wall like in the 90s, but everything started happening after 2001 was my cut line. That was Griffey's 13th year. It was 2001. Everything was starting to happen after that. But you look at these numbers, and you're already borderline Hall of Fame. When you have 460 home runs, 1,900 hits, you're already there. And I'm not saying Trout isn't there. But when we are, we're, we're going to look back at all this stuff. Trout's not going to be a 3,000 hit guy. Trout's possibly not going to be a 500 home run guy. And my argument was that we have love as a society to just, as a, as a sports society, love to just toss around the phrase goat everywhere. We throw that everywhere. And that was, that's been my argument for a few years now. Trout is amazing. Incredible baseball player, a hall of famer. But I can't use the word goat. And I, I think that conversation has officially died with this. Don't tell me he's going to come back post 31 years old and do the th same things he's been doing. It's not going to happen. Yeah, like even if he comes back 100% for the next five, six years, yeah. he's going to be fighting age. Yep. That's just the reality of it. Yep. He's not so he's not 22 anymore. Yeah. I mean, we're going to talk about other guys. Albert Pujols is going to end up with crazy better numbers. Probably double than some of these numbers. So, you know, it's tough. But stop calling me crazy for making that comparison. Mike Trout's kind of like, I mean, if we're going across sports, it's like Bo Jackson or Barry Sanders. You know what I mean? Guys that Barry Sanders didn't really have injuries. He just retired early. But Bo Jackson was like considered one of the greatest athletes and then dealt with some stuff. Um, you know, Trout, it sucks, man. It really does suck. And I think in, in if you're the Angels front office, like you got to start having that conversation of, how much does bringing Otani back hurt Trout by plugging up that DH spot? I think we're now in that conversation where Trout probably needs to DH two or three times a week. Yeah. See, center fielders get hurt too often. And I know these injuries have come whenever, mainly offensively, but if you can give him two or three days a week off days, it makes a big difference. So I think that like that has to start because that contract's already there. You know what I mean? That money is already there. You haven't spent on Otani yet. To eliminate the ability for Trout to DH with an already investment, I don't know. I wouldn't be so quick to offering Otani and trying to bring him back, I think. And it's not necessarily about this injury with Otani and, and him maybe not coming back as the dominant pitcher, but it is more about like protecting your current investment. 
Is that a crazy argument? I don't think it's that crazy. We we had somebody in our fantasy group chat throw out the conspiracy that the Angels were trying to sabotage Shohei to hurt his market and to get him to come back. <laughs> get him at a discount? I mean... I tell you what, man, with the way the world works these days, I don't put anything <laughs> past anybody. I uh, I'm open to all conspiracies. If you can if you can put together a strong case, I'll hear you out. Because I believe <laughs> I believe one or two myself. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna act like I'm a I'm immune to conspiracy theories. Um That could call for a three oh fake. I could, yeah, we could really could return. We need to do a deep dive on the handling <laughs> of Shohei's career in August of 2023. Um, to put a bow on this, what do you, uh, assuming he goes uh, to free agency with a, or he rather he goes to a team aside from the Angels, somebody lays out a contract. I mean, I guess you could throw the Angels in the mix. It just makes things a little tricky because of obviously this. Uh, injury happening on their watch and all that, but who, well, maybe not who, how much do you think he gets in whatever contract he ends up with? I think it's for sure now down to the 400s. I don't think we crack 500, but I think we're for sure in the 400s. Um, I, do you, I don't think that the three, because we've seen like 380 before, right? I think, I think we've seen like 360 to 380 before. I think so. So I think it's in the 400s. But you're getting like Juan Soto is now getting a little closer than he was before. I don't think it's five. Here's here's a thought. Again, kind of wrapping this up. Uh, do you think... That there's enough time between now and when free agency opens up for people to kind of forget about this because it's easy to sit here today, the day or the day that the that the mm-hmm. news drops and go yeah get emotional oh about for it. sure he's getting a di- the teams are getting a discount shave two hundred two hundred million dollars off of it yeah but do you think that kind of that people will soon these front offices rather these front offices will forget and go. You know, maybe we maybe we do need to push five hundred mil. Because if this if this happened in the last week of the postseason, okay, that's one thing. But it's August twenty fourth. We mm-hmm. still have some time for this for the for the memory of this injury to kind of dissolve away a little bit. And sure, like if he gets TJ, it's you can't exactly for you can't forget it. it's not going to disappear. But just this narrative that like well he's not going to bring you the value on on the mound that he used to it probably depends on like the team obviously like it depends on this the security of that roster like you when you talk dodgers like you have walker bueller coming back next year so you have that the chance to like fill that like you you see a team that's already doing fine without him and then next year you have an ace that's going to return and you and it kind of softens that blow for the first year. Um, I think it definitely depends on on certain teams. Um, even like the like everyone loves the idea of him in Seattle. I kind of do too, which is like the Ichiro steps that have been laid there. 
Um, and like you, you know, Luis Castillo, Logan Gilbert, like George Kirby, like you have a rotation there that can handle that. I think it depends on the rotation mainly. Um, like imagine, imagine Otani and Kershaw just like rotating starts. You know what I mean? Like, hey, you got this week. I'll take next week. Because we we talked about that last time. Like Kirsch, if he does come back, you're not gonna you're gonna see the same type of innings. And if you combine those two with their starts and you crack 200 innings between the two, perfect. You know that gets the job done. So I don't know. I think it depends on on that for sure. But they've already made they've already made rules and and compromises to the rules of baseball to allow Shohei to do what he does. Why not? Rightfully just... so though. Like, no, I, no, I think, no, for sure. For yeah. sure. I, I don't mean that in a negative way, but I'm just saying we've yeah. already made changes to the game to allow Shohei to fully put on display what he's capable of doing. Why not make it a rule that allows him and Kershaw to alternate innings on a given start day? Mm-hmm. Have Shohei go out and throw the odd <laughs> innings. Have Kershaw throw the there even innings. Like, why not? Why yeah. not? Who says no? <laughs> Uh, speaking of the national league, let's, uh, let's hop over to the national league here real quick and look just briefly at the current state of the playoff picture for that. Um, certainly more snug. I think we can all agree than across in the American league. Cause as it stands right now, as of Thursday morning, you got the Phillies, with the top wildcard spot, they're two and a half games up. You got the Cubs and the Reds following suit. And then outside of the cut line, you got the D-backs who are a game, half a game out. You got the Giants also half a game out. And you got the Marlins two games out. And if Dude, you really want insane. to, if you really want to, you can include the Padres at six games back. So... <laughs> Uh, look, just for the just for the sake of narrative here, we're gonna include them just because it makes the picture that much crazier. So if you include the Padres, you've got seven teams. I love it, dude. That's wild. September is gonna be sick. Well, hold on. Let's let's not jump the gun here. The Brewers are only up. Let's see here. Yeah, I mean the Brewers are only it's three up and a half. three and a half in the division. So, mm-hmm. in terms of the wild card conversation, if the Cubs, if the Cubs keep playing well, you could even lump the Brewers into the conversation of potentially holding the wild card spot when it turns October. Yeah, the Brewers have looked hot lately, though. Seventy-three in their last ten, they they do look good. Five in a row, but. Uh, who do you want to who do you want and and i say want not predict not what you think who do, who I, do you want to see who do i want to see for the three wild card slots i want an epic collapse from the brewers because they're boring so i want cubs to take the division I want the I want the Phillies, the Reds, and the Diamondbacks for the wild card teams. That's what I want. 
No, because that gonna... sounds. I I would have to quit my job to watch all those games. <laughs> I think I I'm with you on the epic collapse for the Brewers. I I want that. I'm not saying it will happen again. These are once once. Or I'm yeah. not saying it. Yeah, I'm not wish list. I'm not predicting that. I'm yeah. These are once. I want an epic collapse from the Brewers. Which means the Cubs, you're saying the Cubs would take the division? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. I can I can get on board with that. So then that leaves I want Philly to grab the the top spot, of course. Um I think I'm with you except um, I don't know, vibes are high in Rig in Chicago, Wrigley. Can we can we slot the Cubs in there? So you want the you want uh, the who Cubs? Do you want to I win want the division? what you got, except you want the Reds I, to win I the could, division. I could the do the Cubs in the wild card. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. The Cubs to take the division. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, you have the Cubs win the division, and yeah. the Reds with that other National League Central wild card. Spot. Right, right, right. And I want the Brewers to just fold. I want them to just get a big flat tire. And then the Diamondbacks sneak in. That way I can go to a game. Yeah. I, was it not just like um, like two weeks ago that you were kind of out on the D-backs? I was. I think everyone else was too. But they're 8-2 and two in their last 10. They figured things out. So let's party. That's what happens when you play 162 games. That's what happens when Nate comes out and says he's done with you. Yeah, I hot. can't I can't go against my early season excitement. My the way I was hyping up the D-backs in March, I I can't go against that, so I'm going to have to ride that out. So give me the D-backs, give me the Phillies uh in no particular order, of course. Um and I don't I, care I want to see I need to see Philly hosting a wild card Without game. a doubt, that has to happen. I could absolutely do without the Giants. Don't need them in there. Speaking of which, did you catch that game last night? Did you see that? First of all, Trey Turner is definitely back. They're down 4 nothing. Trey comes up, I think, in like the sixth. They go back-to-back, him and Schwarber. Him and Schwarber, yeah. And then Bryce in the ninth to tie it up. Three-run Jack off the foul pole. Sucks that they didn't pull that dub off. Yeah, how do you was not, an exciting game. How do you not pull that out? Yeah, yeah. just a little side note. Camilo Duvall, four straight blown saves. Goodness. Yeah, I'm, I don't out, need. Dude. I don't need. I don't need the Giants in my postseason. I got a little, a quick little bet about the Giants. Um, I'm gonna put the over under at at one. Over under, I'll, I'll go one point five. How about that? Over under one point five. The number of times we see Gabe Kapler wear a jersey. As a as a Giants manager, just throughout his tenure there, <laughs> throughout his tenure from this day point. forward, yeah, I'm gonna keep an eye on this for sure. I'm gonna we take maybe have to revisit three or four years down the road, but I'm I, it's tough. I think I'm gonna have to take the under. I think so too. <laughs> I think, I think so too. Take the under. He's a big uh, is a big short sleeve hoodie guy, big cut off hoodie guy. That guy. I think spends he, more time looking in the mirror than, he loves than most women 
Yeah. He loves yeah. himself. Sure uh, but back to your question to kind of kind of wrap up the National League talk. Uh, I'm going to have to go. I'd love to see the Marlins in there, man. I wouldn't hate it. I would, I would not hate it. I would to see the Marlins in there. Because I would So you love want to... Cincy to collapse. You're fine with them. Well, it's not even really out. collapse. I mean, because they're already on the. Fr- well, I mean, they're in as of right now, but I mean, they're they're kind of like a fringe team anyway. It's They don't. The, the Brewers would, would be more of a collapse than anything. I just but, don't get it. I don't get the Brewers. I don't understand it. We don't need to talk about the Brewers. I, I'm going to so here. Boring. I'm going to do you a solid. I'm going to look out for your mental health. We don't need to talk about the Brewers anymore. It's not Finally. good for you. It's not good for you. It's not. So give me Phillies. Wait. You want Phillies, Reds, Marlins, and then Cubs taking the division? How is that? Now I'm confused. How is that different from yours? You had Phillies. I have Cubs taking the division. I want Phillies, Reds. Oh, D-backs, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. So I want Phillies, D-backs, Marlins. That's my three. Phillies, D-backs, Marlins. That's also fire. Cute story for the Reds, but you're just uh, you're you're not buying it this year. That's fair. I mean, National vibes League would Central. be absurd. A great American. National League Central has been the division of cute stories this year. You got the Pirates, the Reds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, keep that going. Give Minus me the Marlins. The Give me the get the Marlins in there. Marlins, D-backs, like the Marlins. Phillies. I like the Marlins. All of these teams are like four and six, six and four in their last ten. Someone stand out. Someone do something. And Brewers, please stub your toe. Just collectively, as an entire organization, stub your toe. All on the same chair leg in the in the clubhouse. Everyone needs to go barefoot as well. <laughs> I, just, I could get I'm, something. I could get I'm just picturing everybody lining up. <laughs> it's like a family guy clip <laughs> everybody's lining up going up to the chair just taking a hack at it with her foot well nate said to so we got to do it all right let's uh let's highlight some guys that have been going off as a late eddie rosario the reigning national league player of the week since august 14th has an ops of 1718 what since oh august goodness. 14th that includes four four bombs and an on base of 593 i think i remember braves fans being all done with him i think they were complaining such as me i feel like i heard that you you're correct in that mm. apt analysis mm. apt analysis uh which brings up another point I don't know if you saw the the tweet that MLB put out, but seven, count them, seven Braves with 20-plus home runs this year. Yeah. Dude, with that's... Eddie, Rosario, Eddie Rosario being one of them with his, I think his latest home run was his 20th, which I think gave them. It, where isn't, where's Kevin Pillar at? He's got to be, is he one of the seven? Let me see. 
So I thought he was having a pretty good year too. He's at no, nowhere near. He's at no, six. No, he's cool. not. He, good chat. which is something that Braves fans were up in arms about because. But if he gets to ten, think of the number of double digit home runs you got in that lineup. Rosario, I believe, was ha, was sat has been sat for in favor of Pilar for uh, a few games now. So. Relax. You got enough offense to go around, dude. Let somebody play some solid defense. Good lord. Uh, Kemplar deserves a role in that squad. Yes and no. If you want if you want Eddie Rosario a la twenty twenty one October, yeah. you're gonna need to keep him get him cooking. You're gonna need to keep him with consistent ABs. 1700 OPS this week. Is that what you said? Since August 14th, so over a week. 1718 OPS. All right. It's pretty good. Uh, another guy, Aaron Judge, which Nate pretty much spoiled all that. So this is no sure fun. Sure did. First career three home run game for the captain. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'm sure you did. But they put up a graphic. I think Yes Network put out a graphic. Uh, after his third home run, indicating that he had ha- he had reached 27 homers, which is fifth in the American League, and he had done it in only 72 games, which is tied for 149th in the American League. It so reminds I, me of like when when Trout did. I think Trout hit 40 last year, yeah, and he only yeah. had like 117 games or something like yeah. that. It's kind of like that. So I did a little, a little, I I did a little digging because I saw somebody put out a tweet that said Aaron Judge is essentially having the same year he did last year, just with fewer games. And so I looked it up. His home run percentage last year was eight point nine percent. This year it's eight (laughs) point (laughs) seven. The second highest home run rate of his career. So last year, as you'd imagine, obviously the highest of his career, eight point nine. But this year, he's hitting him at a rate of 8.7%. The Nuts. second highest in his career. So, <laughs> good for good for Nuts. Judge. Yeah. And, and as he went, two of those three were big boy land, by the way. Over the bullpen in right center and then dead center for the Grand Slam. Yeah. Yeah, ensuring that the Yankees did not lose Needed 10 it. straight for the first time since 1913. Needed it. It's big time. Hold on. Sometimes you just got to be clutch. I need to do a fact check. Since since that time? Since, so they would have, he's lucky. He's real lucky he did what he did. Because if the Yankees would have lost 10 straight, it would have been the first time since, as I said, 1913, which was, only a year after the Titanic sank. Just to put things into perspective. I don't know what would have been received worse. The Titanic or a 10-game losing streak in New York in 2023. I don't know what would have what would have broken hearts oh, more. I laugh. I shouldn't be laughing, but should not honestly, laugh. honestly, like that's a, actually yeah. a really good question because I yeah. think Yankee fans have absolutely had it this year definitely definitely oh that's tough man but you know what good for judge doing what he can doing his part 
Um, some fantasy players to keep an eye on. For half the league that's in the postseason now. It's got to be postseason for pretty much everybody now. Yeah, but like you still, in fact, the only moves you can make are free agency. Oh, I know. So that's what I'm this saying. Is... But half the league, that's that's sure. Like the people still in it should should listen up. Sure. Yeah, I mean, this is more important than ever. Like you need to pay attention yeah. to your personnel. Uh, Cole Reagans of the Royals. I know the Royals. You go. What? How is that possible? Why would I add a pitcher for the Ro- from the Royals? He's currently rostered in 12.9% of leagues. He's recently seen a boost of 7.2, so get him while you can. He has 36 strikeouts over his last four starts. Since being recalled from AAA, he has an ERA of 193 with 44 strikeouts over five starts. So if you need if you need a spot start, I mean, certainly go take matchups into consideration. But I like that. Consider Cole Reagans. Another guy, we already talked about the Cubs. Adbert Alzelay, 19 saves and 20 opportunities this year. Got an ERA of 270, and he's currently holding down, uh, comfortably holding down the closer spot for the Cubs, who, as we just talked about, are making a playoff push. So I think you're going to get the best out of him moving forward down the stretch. So if you need, depending upon how your point systems are set up in your respective leagues. If like ours, I know value saves pretty highly. Uh, consider adding him for a nice little, nice little chunk of points here and there throughout the, the home stretch here. So that's that weekend series to watch for me. I got the Dodgers Red Sox game one, Lance Lynn versus Cutter Crawford. Oh, by the way, Mookie Betts, and J.D. Martinez return to Fenway. Lance Lynn versus Cutter Crawford. coming off a five-hit day, by the way. I just got that little update like 30 seconds ago. Five knocks today. Game two. Wait, what? Five knocks? How? It's... When did the game start? Early. Oh, wow. They're, they're in the ninth already. Wow. Um, and then game three. Really threw you off your game, didn't I? No, it's TBA for Sunday for the Dodgers. Let me just check, make sure, see if they've added anything. Um, stand by. I want to give you the most up-to-date factual information that I can. That's I'm super that's, excited about it. That's the least I can do for you guys. All right. Well, that's not going to work. So let's go to let's go to Dodgers.com. Nope, still TBD. Um, Trash. So you've, got t- you've got TBD versus Tanner Houck. It's going to be a good matchup. Hmm. TBD's got some special stuff. Uh, his whiff rate career high this year. Um, Red Sox still in the hunt. I said what I said, but can't dispute the fact that they're in the hunt. And then Dodgers, I don't know, just be an interesting, I'm a sucker for historical matchups like this. Dodgers, Red Sox. That's that's for sure. Good baseball. Is that a Sunday night game by chance? Um, 
Oh, no, that's the... Or no, that's Pacific time. So that would be... It's just a 135 start. I saw 1035 and I was like, why are they playing at 1035? But that's Pacific time. Mm-hmm. So now I don't know who the... Um, now, now you got me curious. Who is the... Got me wondering. Who is the Sunday night baseball game? Uh, it's going to be like the... The freaking like Royals and Yankees or something. Braves Giants, I believe. Okay, that's that's acceptable. Much better. Yes. Okay. Much better. Uh, much, yeah. Much so better. that's that's what I got. Uh, mine is the two teams we were talking about before that literally have the same record. Reds coming into town. To the old PHX to face the Diamondbacks. Um, some guy named Brett Kennedy pitching for the Reds game one. No offense. Just don't know who you are. Diamondbacks, you got Brandon Fat. Fat. No idea how to say that. Just sounds like you're trying to hold in his sneeze. Uh, game two, Riley Green going against Zach Davies. And then Graham Ashcraft going against Slade. You got to help me out on this one. You got to look it up. Sikoni. How do you spell the first name? Slade. S-L-A-D-E. C-E-C-C-O-N-I. I really want to get like super. I want to get really Italian with and be like. Ciccioni. Ciccioni. No, that's more like Portuguese, huh? Ciccioni. Yeah, I think you're right. Sissoni. Sissoni. Sissoni, huh? I think you're right, though. I think it's Sikoni. Sikoni. It's got to be. Yeah, it's got to be Sikoni. That's got. That has to be it. I don't mind Chichoni either. That sounds kind of cool. But his first name's Slade, so that's. Sikoni. Slade Sikoni. Yeah, anyway, I was just. Hello. That's a big game based on what we were just talking about like five minutes ago. Based on your wish list for this postseason. Yeah. This hey, is you, huge. Speaking of which, you mentioned uh, what was it, Brandon? Is it Brandon Fat? Fat. I heard a joke the other day. Why? Why can't you hear a pterodactyl go to the bathroom? I don't know. Because the pee is silent. Closing the book. <laughs> Thoughts on Tropicana Field scrubbing any remains of Wander Franco marketing material. Did it happen? I didn't see it that. Did. It did. Yep. All of it gone, huh? All the jerseys, all the jerseys. Yeah, I saw the jerseys. There's no jerseys in the team shop. Again, this is just Ooh. what I saw. Maybe... Maybe the case the case is different, but that's just what I saw. No jerseys, and they were taking down like signage and and things like that. Mm. We're gonna have to get our locals on it. I think uh, Colin is in the fantasy league. He lives in Tampa. Maybe he can go see a game and confirm for us or not. Uh, I mean, that sounds like the right move. Sounds like the right move. I mean, if you're the Rays, are you doing this as a precautionary move? Or do the Rays know something we don't? That's the question. That's the question. I would lean towards, I don't know. That's what I would lean towards. A big IDK. 
Because but if you're the Rays smart and, move, you're, either and way. you're scrubbing the park and you don't know whether he's guilty or not, are you really allowing room for due process there? How does how does that Yeah, work? how many I'm curious to see how many people are gonna turn that jersey, you know, where they put like the duct tape and put like a one mm-hmm. in front of it to make it fifteen yeah. or fifty one, change the name. I'm thinking we're gonna see a little bit of that too, so that'll be exciting. Yeah. Good call by the race. Needed to happen. And lastly here, closing the book, Oakland A is mathematically eliminated from the postseason. Thoughts? Uh, I I think that happened in May, so I think it was just a, I think someone just forgot to actually tweet that out. Hey, man, I'm just going off. Of, <laughs> I'm just going off of factual information. There was people getting upset with me. Took a while. Is that the, the I wonder what the earliest. Uh, elimination has been in like 162 season like how how early because that's an early one yeah they got eliminated august 23rd (laughs) um i had people going like uh like well you can throw the angels in there you can throw the yankees in there i'm like no you can't because they're not not eliminated it's that simple like stop I, i i get what you're doing but stop yeah I think I saw the report on the 22nd that there was like no rumors of selling. I think I saw something like yeah, that. Yeah, Fisher was like, yeah, no, not selling. 23rd, eliminated. <laughs> oh, man, burn it down. Terrible. Uh, what a terrible organization. That's all I got. Um, we'll see you guys next week. Yee. Don't go chasing curveballs. We love you all, and as always, looking forward to talking more baseball with you guys soon. Until next time, stay filthy. All right, a uh, little unfortunate bonus segment that we got here. Uh, as I was, as the the podcast gods would have it, as I was clicking and recording on our regularly scheduled episode, we get the update that. Steven Strasburg is planning to retire from baseball, so we figured we'd slap this on the back end just to make sure that we got to it because this is big news, man, and it's sad news. I don't know how much more sad baseball news I can take. I know. I know. I don't know how much more I can take, but a report came out from uh, Jesse Doherty that he is tentatively planning to announce his retirement next month. Uh, so, I mean, this is hot off the press. So we're reacting within mere minutes of the, of this news breaking, but baseball is certainly losing one of the better arms it's ever seen. Yeah. I mean, I, th- I think we just, we knew it was coming, right? Eight starts since that 2019 ring and, and world series MVP. A uh, total of, I don't know, like 34 innings or something. Not even 32 innings. Uh, yeah, just tough. I, I, I think we knew, like part of us knew. I feel like everyone knew. We just, we weren't ready to accept it. I mean, it, it's the, uh, what's it called? The thoracic outlet syndrome. Which is a nerve thing, right? It's like yeah. a nerve damage thing. So, yeah. yeah. 
Um, yeah, man, I, I just, I think we knew. I think we knew. And it sucks. But great career, man. Great career. I don't, I think for me, just like for our age, he was like the first number one pick that had like the hype and build up that we were like, yeah. like we understood the hype. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it was, we were just cracking into that age of like paying attention to that kind of thing. And just seeing him and like the, I just, I can't, I'll never forget the black pants at San Diego state uh, with Tony Gwynn. And um, if I recall, and I think I've shared this story on here before, if I remember correctly, uh, they played UVA in the postseason. Like I think it was like a super regional. And at the time, I was just like a huge UVA fan. And I was so I was like following them the whole way. And then I think they met up with San Diego State. And I remember watching him. I was yeah. like, and not not fully comprehending like the hype that had been right. surrounding him leading up to that point in his career. But I was like, this dude is gonna be the real deal. And then yeah. he goes out his debut, strikes out fourteen, goes on to do great things for the the <coughs> Nationals, which obviously includes the 2019 ring. Which I'm so glad for his sake. I am so glad that he yeah. was able to. Like get. at least you got that. Like you know, you know, being a number one pick, um, having all that hype around you, and just dealing with stuff, pretty much his entire career. It looks like, I mean, he had a he had a really good stretch from what was it like 2012 to 20 basically 2019 so like a good six seven year stretch of like solid performance uh, we're a couple years mixed in he did crack 200 innings twice in his career 215 he made 34 starts in 2014 um, 33 starts in that 2019 year, 209 innings. So just really unfortunate, but like, I, I think it's good for him. You know, like, I don't think I could handle another comeback and letdown. You know, I just, I don't think I could handle it. I wouldn't want to see it again. So tough, but awesome performance in 2019. I hope that's what he gets remembered for. When he was on one of the most dominant arms in baseball. Nasty. And and unfortunately, he'll probably go down as one of the biggest what ifs. Yep. Just a yep. real shame, man. But what a career for Strasburg. Three time all star, uh, twenty nineteen World Series champion, World Series MVP. Yeah. 1,700 strikeouts, uh, career 3-2-4 ERA, um, 113 wins. I know we're not so big on that anymore, but, man, flashes of being the best. So, sad day, but I think it's I think it's just better for everybody, you know? I think it's better for his quality of life, man. That's a tough yeah. decision to make, but to make that decision and be at a place where you're at peace with it, I think yeah. that's huge for him moving forward. And I, I really hope he's able to recover from the damage that the body of work that he put forth took, like the toll that it took on his on his arm. Because 
man, what a tough go he's had of it. But you he's, know what? To me, like it, this kind of rings like on the for the pitching side of things. It's like a Don Mattingly type thing. You know what I mean? Like everyone loved him. He had flashes of being the best in the league. And just, you know, riddled with injuries and stuff. But he did get his ring. Donnie didn't. So, I don't know. That's kind of what comes to mind for me. I might need to to celebrate Strasburg's career by going and watching his 2019 World Series there performance. There you go. Should we, uh, can we get him as like an advisor somewhere? Can the Nats bring him in, in as an advisor? Like a spring training special advisor? Or maybe he goes back to San Diego State and gets a coaching job. That'd be cool. I feel like that. I mean, I don't know the guy from Adam, but I feel like that might be his more his speed going back to San Diego State, kind of staying out of the That'd spotlight be sick. a little bit. Be the dude there. Be the legend that came out yeah, of there. Put him on the sweet. map as a baseball as a baseball school. Definitely put him on the map. Love it. All right. Well, uh, take two on wrapping up. We don't need to do our outros, but we will see you guys next week.